0: Galatians chapter 6, the Lord will have me highlight one thing. Lord willing, I'm going to preach just a moment for our hearts tonight. <clears throat> and God can do anything He wants to do. Yes. Amen. Amen. Yes, I met the man who wrote that song, Brother Philip. Uh, today I went back to the place. And I actually didn't meet the man, but I met his son, 10 years older than me. But I got to hear the man and uh, the man's son that sang that song. And McCloskey's his last <laughs> name. Pat McCloskey. And he's a Yankee. His daddy got saved in Chicago. Rolling in the gutter right down from the Pacific Garden Rescue Mission. And I met the son. Then his daddy said, Today, I went back to the house. Where we used to live and my little boy ran and hid behind the door and I got to meet the little boy. And when brother Pat sings his daddy's song in the middle of it, he'll hit play and recording and, and his daddy's voice comes on and tells him he was on Skid Row in Chicago. I got to go last year, brother Derry two years ago, I was preaching in Milwaukee and I drove down to Chicago less than two hours, and walked around the the Pacific Garden Rescue Mission. God saved Mel Trotter, one of the greatest evangelists in the early part of the century. God saved Billy Sunday, playing for the Chicago White Stockings back then. Mm -hmm. And Billy Sunday held, and y'all heard this, held the world's record for running the bases the fastest. He always did it barefooted. And it wasn't until steroids got here that somebody broke his record. And he was walking from where they practiced. It was six blocks back to where they changed uniforms. And the the practice field and the home dugouts was uh, two different The locker rooms. And Billy Sunday was walking by Pacific Garden Rescue Mission. And some street preachers from the mission were out preaching on the side. (laughs) And this is out of his autobiography. These are his own words. Billy Sunday said, I stopped and I heard. I dropped my glove and God saved me. Y'all ain't helping me. Oh, he said, God saved He didn't kneel. He didn't pray. He said he heard and his heart responded (laughs) <laughs> standing there said, I drop my glove and God save me Woo! Yes. thank God amen let me read the Bible for you in Galatians chapter 6 I'm only going to preach about uh, 20 minutes as my plan <laughs> said the evangelist who knew very well that he might be lying to God's people <laughs> but he said it anyway and in Galatians 6, there are three things I've seen in here, and I just want to pull one out. And to be honest tonight, in all truthfulness, I'm just going to pull one part out of one point, and that's all we need to preach tonight uh, in this service. And I think the Lord will do exactly what He wants to do. Amen. I think God wants to save some more people. Come on, What about the Lord saving that little preacher's daughter? Amen. Amen. what about God putting a little singing preaching family in an old fashioned tent meeting in South Georgia where they knew that dove was going to hover heavy oh he landed on us last night. thank God aren't you glad brother David that you don't got to tell stories from 30 years ago that they walked in them pints? but we can tell it from 24 hours ago that we prayed in these pines Thank God. And I'm glad my children got an 87-year-old Moses and Elijah that prayed on them. They ain't got to hear about Moses or Elijah. They had a Moses and an Elijah here last night. Amen. I'm glad they ain't got to hear about a rock altar from somebody's grave. Thank the Lord Amen. in yes. the good. Yes. God may want to save some folk today. Read, read uh, y'all read verse 15. This is beautiful. Galatians 6 verse 15. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision availeth anything, nor uncircumcision, but a new creature. Can I get a witness right there? Now let's break it down right where we live. He's talking about Jews and Gentiles. And that was the language he was using. The religious Jews that God had given the ritual the right of circumcision so many years ago with Abraham. And the uncircumcision you can read Philippians and Ephesians and you'll see that this are terms referring to Jew and Gentile. And those Gentile dogs that were afar off, but those religious Jews that were so near. And so I'm going to say it like this if you'll come here with me. He said, your religion ain't going to help you, and your paganism ain't going to do nothing for you. Can I get a witness right there? And he said, some of you are religious and so clean and some of you are wretches and so defiled. Yeah. He said, but I want you to know that some of you are living on the religious side and some of you living on the wretched side. Come on, Ain't either one going to help you. Yeah, right, yeah, right. Oh, I need to get a little witness yeah, in yeah, here. Right. Yeah. Mm, but a new creature. Yeah. A new yeah. creature. Yeah. Yeah. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. I need to show you three things before I slice my one little piece of the pie. And that's what we'll eat tonight. We went to Yoder's in Montezuma today. I'm still there in spirit and in body. Yes, neighbor. I found out that little Yoder woman would bring me anything and ask for it. He said he'd pay for it. I said, bring it. Yeah, bring it. Bring that. Yeah, bring it. Bring it. What is that? I don't know. I don't know to Bring it. Bring it anyway. Hey, man. That hummingbird cake, she ain't a humming no more. Mm. Oh, whatever. I'm going to show you three things. I'm going to show you three things real quick before I get a little slice of my pie. Of cream, talk to me. <laughs> Verse sixteen, where I take my thought, and as many as walk according to this rule, peace be on them, oh, yeah. and mercy upon, and upon the Israel of God. Mm. From henceforth, let no man trouble me, Paul said, yeah. for I bear in my body the marks of the Lord Jesus. Yeah. I bumped into a nugget the other day. Y'all want it? Chew on it. Call me in a little while. Tell me what it means. I don't know what it means. Heard old man of God say Paul had 156 stripes. Four times. 39 stripes. That Roman whip for his Lord. We got four times more than the Savior did. 156 lashes. I buried my body the march. Brother Lee, you a numbers man. Go dig that out and find out what that means. Hmm. I love them Bible numerics. I'm a chewing on that. We know he had 156 on his back. <laughs> man. Uh, I think the word valley is in the Bible 157 times. Mm. Oh, uh, somebody told me that the other day, uh, uh, an evangelist that I trust. And, uh oh, that's what he told me. I thought, boy, Paul just had one more valley to go through. <laughs> well, <yeah. laughs> but anyway, I don't know. But there that is, those marks. Now, you see that rule? There's a new rule. There's a rule to live by. In the book of Galatians, Paul was fighting the Judaizers who were trying to make everyone live. Still by the law of Moses. Uh-huh. And they didn't know back in chapter 3, verse 13. Hurry up and look at it, Galatians 3:13, that Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law. He, really he made a right. curse for yeah. us. For yeah. as it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangeth upon a tree. Yeah. And that curse of men hanging from a tree is that this world rejected them and that world wouldn't receive them and suspended between two worlds. And I want to make a little eternal announcement from the heavenly world. Christ hung between two worlds. He hung between heaven and hell to pull you out of hell and put you in heaven. Can I get a witness right there? Thank you. God for Well the six hundred and thirteen laws of Moses they were them old Judaizers would not trust Christ, they would not receive Christ, they would not believe Calvary, they would not receive Calvary, and Paul had been called and he had been a Jew, boy, howdy was he ever. I mean, a chief Pharisee amongst them had the Old Testament memorized and all the rituals and rules and laws. of Pharisee of the Pharisees circumcised of the tribe of Benjamin and brother. He knew what that law was about. Uh-huh. But oh, he was dealing with that whole large region of Galatia. And trying to get them broke away from the laws of Moses, and he had a new he had a new rule for them. Ah, look at me want to give you two pieces. Ah. Oh, just tell me when y'all get too cold. We'll go to the we'll, we're going to Sonic. Amen. Get a milkshake and just get everything froze up, Amen. Inside and outside. Y'all get too cold, just signal and I'll quit preaching. You won't hurt my feelings. There's several of me in here. One of them will get mad, at the other will get over it. <laughs> Not really. Maybe. <laughs> oh, I got news for you. In 613 Law of Moses. You know, if you want to understand the Law of Moses, a, a law you're Jesus, which of these is the greatest? And the Lord said to him, you can hang the entire law, all the law, and all the prophets on two things. Wow. You'd be right above you and be right around you. Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and soul, mind and body, and love thy neighbour as thyself. I appreciate the Lord just bringing that thing on down to where we live. I mean, I've seen an ox plowing with the ass and the wool, the warp and the woof. I get a little confused over there. Get stoned for this and stoned for that. I'd have been dead before age 10 if it is was under the law. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. He said, love God with everything you got and love your neighbor like yourself. Then he got in the church, he got over at the Last Supper and he bowled her on down. See, those two were for all mankind. But the church is different than the world. Yeah, right. yes, it is. Do y'all feel that? Amen. Yeah, because the church belongs to that world. Right. Somebody, if anybody didn't understand last night, you're still a member of this world. Right. Yeah. That's right. Because all of God's young'uns got the Holy Ghost crying in their heart. Come on. Yeah. Father! Yeah. And I'm going to tell you something. Yeah. People love the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to tell y'all something else. People that ain't saved love the Lord. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. They get around Him. You tell you t- all them sinners in public because they drew near to hear Jesus and they hung on to Him and hung around Him. You be careful of talking real religious. This thing's more real than you think. Amen. Sinners getting here last night. Like, I love Him. I like this. I want Him. Lord. And then, then they ain't sinners no more. Amen. Talk to me now. Oh, then drew near unto him all the publicans and sinners for to hear him, and 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 save people. They never been around actual Holy Ghost Church, but they like it. Yeah. Their little lamb in their little hearts, and yeah, it bleats. Mm. Oh, they like it. Yeah. They like it. Sure. Y'all don't ever be scared of having church. Hey, oh, Amen. Yeah. You ain't going to scare sinners off. They'll be drawn to it. You ain't going to scare saved people off. If they've never seen it, they will want to see it again. Help me now. Because it ain't an it, we're seeing It's a him that we're seeing. Oh, Lord. Mm. So he got down to the Lord's Supper and he said, he said, this new commandment, remember, First John. This new commandment I've given to you, that you love one another. As I have loved, by this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, if ye have loved one toward another. Come on. They'll know that we're different by the one and only last new commandment He gave the church. Amen. Amen. That love of the Lord, that God, and that love each other. That was law business. That was under the law. Yeah. He said all the law and all the prophets. You get in the church age. The only thing that men can see is the church. And they see us loving one another. Amen. <laughs> Amen. And they want to be a part of it. Amen. Can I get a witness? Yes, for yes, sir. What do you think, Brother Dareberry? Is that good theology? That's Bible. Yes. Brother Lamance, that's Bible. Preach on, brother. Yes, sir. That's Bible. The only love in this world. Is it the church? Yes, yes. What a Hollywood's a line to you. Amen. Right. Young yeah. people, keep yourself pure. Amen. Don't touch each other, don't mess with each right. other, don't fool around with each other, yeah. save yourself for your husband and your wife. Hey. You'll get caught up in something called lust, and you'll right. never know what love is. Amen. Amen.
1: Okay? Amen.
0: Oh my. Oh my. Look at this here. Now there's I love that rule. As many as he had one rule for. Him. He said there's one rule. For all you Judaizers and Jews with all your law, there's one rule. He said it's a new creature. <laughs> now let's get the context in here. And let's begin in verse 12. I'm in chapter 6 verse 12. Y'all doing alright? Yeah. As many as desire to make a fair show in the flesh, <coughs> they constrain you to be circumcised. Only lest they should suffer persecution for the cross of Christ. Oh, there's a lot of comment needs to be done right there. For, <coughs> Neither they themselves who are circumcised keep the law, <coughs> but desire to have you circumcised that they may glory in your flesh. That's it. You watch out for folks that's got nothing but religion. They'll try to dress you up with religion just so that they won't get in trouble with other people who are religious. Wow. Yeah. Talk to me. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Mhm. Yes, sir. We've got no time for that tonight. That's not our business tonight. Paul said in verse 14, but God forbid yeah. that I should glory yeah, save man. in the cross yeah, yes. of our Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah, he said, hey, that bunch of law keepers have rejected the Lord, and they're trying to make you all keep the law, and they're not even really keeping the law themselves. Yeah, that's right. right. And they don't even really care about your soul, they care about their te- their reputation. Yeah. Right. I was gonna say testimony, that's a different thing. Right. Testimony matters. Yeah, it does. Right. And right. the only reason they're trying to make you right on the outside is because they want to make you like as miserable as them, make you like them. They don't even care that you're right on the inside. Amen. Amen. And by the and BTW
1: you ever get right
0: on the inside, it'll all get right on the outside. Hey, a bunch of rebels on social media. Don't tell me how to live. Don't tell me. Ain't to nobody told you nothing in 20 years. Why are you still under conviction? Yeah. Come on. Yeah. You ain't right outside or inside. Well, yeah. now. The inside ever gets right. It'll come on the outside. Uh-huh. Hey, Oh, my. Well, God, look, it's not on the outward appearance. Honey, that's when they were looking for a king for Israel. You so far from modest dress, it ain't even in the neighborhood. Amen. You ever see people claim to be Christians, go half-naked and use that verse? Yeah. God, look, not on that. They were looking for a king. You want to be a Jewish king? Then quit quoting the verse. Come on. Hey, man, preacher. Goofy outfit. Oh dear time Paul said I'm not going to glory in your religion I'm not going to glory in that outfit God forbid that I should glory save in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ by whom the world is crucified unto me and I unto the world for in Christ Jesus neither circumcision availeth anything nor uncircumcision but a new creature a new creature well, I'm going to show you two or three things. I ain't going to. It. I'm going to stay right on this small slice of pie. And as many as walk according to this rule. not that Well, the- oh, he said, here's your rule. For all you Judaizers, your 613 laws, they were from God, but now we got something so much better. Calvary has come, and there's right. one rule. Right? Uh, A new creature. Yes, uh, Amen. He said, "If you understand this law, what law is that?" Today I went back to the place yeah. where I used to go. Yes, sir. My little boy ran and hid behind the door. Come on. Here's your, here's your principle. Here's your governing truth. Here's a reality factor. I said, "Son, never fear." You got a new daddy.
1: Thanks
0: to Calvary. We don't go here anymore. There's a the new creature. There's the new creature. Thanks to Calvary. I should have joined you in a do it boy I'm telling you what. Y'all know the only time I can sing is when I'm preaching. That's the truth. I can never sing outside. of But boy, when I'm preaching, I'm, I'm going to be honest, I think I can really sing. I think it's pretty good, brother. I think it's good, brother I David. Do. I do. I don't want to brag on my, I mean, maybe a little, but you know. <laughs> I'm teasing. If you don't know me, maybe not. <laughs> a new rule. I want to emphasize this for about 10, 12 minutes. <laughs> Neither circumcision nor uncircumcision, neither religion or hedonism. Mm. Yeah. If you're an old Gentile dog, drunk, cursing, reprobate, come on now. Fornication, adultery, oh uncons, yeah. I walked out of in Chicago and the Pacific Garden Rescue Mission still running well back all the way back to the day of D.L. Moody before 1900. And there were still old trunks rolling in there. Yes. And old druggies sitting out around the sidewalk waiting to go in and get a (laughs) meal and then get bread. Bread from another world. Come on out. Oh my. Brother Dana Williams, sweet old man of God from uh, West Virginia, pastored in Boone so many years, lives in Alabama now. Brother Dana said, I don't care what side of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you're eating off of. Some of you are living off the good side, clean, moral, upright, citizen of the year. Employee of the month. Your mom and dad, grandma's proud of you. You're good. You may be eating off the good side. You're honest. You you, you treat your wife right, which is a very big deal to God. By the way, oh, yeah, yeah. one of the first things that ever commissioned yeah. to man. Yeah. And uh, and you may be good and eating off the good side. And some of you may be evil. Come on. Eating off the evil side. You may drink. Come on. You may curse. You may have done been ensnared and entrapped with all matter of chemical addictions. And by the way, I don't look down on folk who have got caught up in, in, in being addicted to drinking and hey, addicted man. to drugs. Hey, man. Brother, listen. I know my nature. That's right. And by the grace of God, I've never touched a drop of alcohol. Hey, I'm going to hey, be honest man. with you. One of my dear, dear friend, dearest friends in the ministry, had neck surgery and got addicted to pain pills. Uh Feller on the other side of Georgia. Older man of God. One of the best men of God. and, And in two years, and he couldn't break it. And he had to call his deacons around. A church of 400 and his men. I'm addicted to this. He pulled me aside. He pulled ten best friends aside. Brother, if I had to take a pain pill for longer than three days, I promise you I'd I'd be in a mess. Somebody would have to help me. I do not look down on folks who have got chemical addictions in this hour, brother. Amen. And there's mental addictions that are tied to emotional right, addiction. Right. There's things you can look at on that phone and things you can look at on your computer. Yeah, and brother, a man told me that uh, Barry Spears got loose from heroin. God saved him. Amen. Said he had been in the Hells Angels riding the motorcycles and uh, living the rough life. But he said, uh, he said, uh, the temptation of the lust of a woman, he told me, is stronger than heroin. Yeah, wow. That's what he told you. I'm telling you in the hour that we live, there have been so many devils turned loose. That's right. Oh yeah, amen. Folk live like dogs and breed like rabbits. You hear what I'm saying Come to on. you? And there are strong strongholds in our generation. You go to the last kingdom, brother David, you read first and second kings and you get to the end of the kingdom and before that thing fell apart down there around Rehoboam and then, and the last thing was a heathen king came and put them all under bondages and chains and captivities. And I personally think the hour that we live in, <laughs> there is so much addiction and bondage for in all manner across our entire nation. I had an Italian dinner Sunday afternoon with the pastor and his wife in Atlanta. His 25-year-old daughter went and ate with us. And she got a 4.0 valedictorian from her university over there, a small one in Atlanta. Then she got a 4.0 and a valedictorian at Emory University. And she works on the MRI imaging in the children's hospital. You know what she told me? On Sunday afternoon, she said, During Corona, the children's hospital was overrun because of child abuse. Mm. She said, Everyone was locked up. And the drunks and the drug addicts were out of control. And they beat their wives and they beat their children and they abused their children. With tears in her eyes, she said to me, Corona was the awfulest thing you've ever seen at the children's hospital. All oh, the child abuse, it was ten times capacity. I'm mm-hmm. going to tell you all something. We live in an hour where the monsters are fixed to be let loose out of the bottomless pit. There's enough strong devils have already leaked out of the bottomless pit. She's bursting at the seams. Hell is enlarging itself. It is. You better understand, if you're here and you're lost tonight, you better understand one thing. Your religion ain't going to help you and your sins are not going to soothe you. Being a flat out wicked wretch reveling, orgy type of an indulgent pagan sinner brother there's no life in that and being highfalutin and high nose and high brown, and trying to be a perfect Mormon or trying to be a perfect Jehovah witness or trying to be a perfect Roman Catholic or this is a sad one trying to be a perfect Baptist Dana Williams said I don't care what side of the tree that you're feeding off of you're at the wrong tree. Yeah. Yeah. He said there's another tree in the garden right next to it. It's called the tree of life. He said good and evil ain't going to take you nowhere. Not good, not evil. There's a tree of life. And that's what you need. I want to say to y'all, those of you trying to be good enough to get to heaven, Isaiah 64, probably verse 6. You may have to look for it. All of our righteousnesses are as filthy rags. Now let me just run a few little examples in front of you and I'm going to try to be done in about 10 minutes and give an altar call. What about God's two preacher boys? His two chief apostles? You can see it in Galatians 2. The gospel of the circumcision was committed to Peter. The gospel of the uncircumcision was committed to Paul. Peter had an apostolic anointing for them Jews in Jerusalem, and he preached to the nation of Israel in Acts two. Everybody with me? Yes, sir. Yes. And then God saved Paul in chapter nine, and the torch was passed in chapter ten. Simon Peter went into retirement, and he gave the torch to Paul, and Paul run out to the Gentiles. You know what I think's a little amusing as I look at Peter and Paul? God got the most religious, religious, prideful, arrogant bird out of, out of the law to go to a bunch of Gentiles. And he, I never thought about it, brother David, till this year studying this. And he got a rough, naked, cussing sailor to go to Jerusalem. Park yeah. right in the middle of the Jews. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he'd been naked just a day ago. Yeah. For, I'm quitting. Yeah. Right. I'm going fishing and I'm going to do it naked, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. I'm probably same pages where he's blaspheming and cursing. Right. Yeah. God got an old cussing sailor to go to the religious Jews. And God got a religious you to go to a bunch of and heathen pagan dogs. Yeah. And God wanted everybody to know that Jesus loves everybody. Yeah. everybody. Amen, brother. Yeah. Carry on. Do you know the contemporaries think about this thing? The contemporaries claim to have all the compassion, yet they only offer church to half the world. They don't want any high dressed religious people. Yes, you've got any religion. If you want to go to church, don't go to their church because they're advertising, hey, we're not really church. You're going to love us. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Come on. Right. They don't like no they don't like no religious people. I want you to come down there like it's grandma's picnic and nothing's wrong with anything and everybody's okay. Yeah. We'll high five go to the father's house, and go to the game, go to the race. And they'll say, We love old sinners, you lying raspers. What you meant to say was that you only will get along with people who are living as wicked as you. And that's the only people you'll go to church with. Because the Lord doesn't just say, I love old sinners. The Lord says, I love old Pharisees. Luke 15, I think he fell on the prodigal's neck and kissed him. But before the chapters, he gives the last half of the chapter to his That's right. self-righteous boy, boy. Yeah. Yeah. who never done nothing wrong right. and Amen. was proud of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, y'all got to talk to me. Yeah. I'll throw a white chair at you. I see some. <laughs> and you're so proud you love old sinners, you ought to be ashamed that you don't love them all. Yeah. Amen. That last half of the Luke 15 prodigal story, he is pleading with his self-righteous, angry, arrogant son who thinks he's better than everybody. But the father's out there pleading with him. I'm so glad God loves all sinners. John 3.16 was given to a Pharisee. Right. I really thought it was given to one of them drunks laying in the gutter, but it was given to the most prideful man in town. Mm -hmm. I'm so glad God saves old Pharisees. Thank you, Lord. Paul and Peter. Paul's religion wasn't enough and Peter's paganism wasn't going to, it wasn't going to work. That's right. My mom and dad. Oh, it could be a long story. i make it a short one. Dad's father was a drunk. Now, his mother was a little old humble praying woman, a country woman. She worked the sweatshops, the factories, the cotton, the carpets in Dalton back when it was rough. Walked and rode barefoot, the kids did, and picked cotton. His dad was a drunk and a bad drunk. My daddy was becoming the same thing. Full of hate. Full of murder. Nearly killed this day of die. They never talked about this stuff. BTW. <laughs> By the way, any preachers that talk about their sin more than they talk about their Savior, Come on, they yeah, just does. make me nervous. Yeah, oh, man. Man. <laughs> it ain't nothing to glory in. No, hey. 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 That bottle will take you and your family through hell before it takes you all to hell. Amen. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't be proud about how many people you whipped, and I wouldn't be proud about how Come many on. marks, molested marks all over your body, and I, I would back when Satan owned you, and I wouldn't be proud of how much you could drink. I wouldn't be proud. I'd be afraid somebody, some young person would hear me talking about Come all on. that and think it, think it might sound like something they ought to try. Yeah. Come on. I beg my youngins, and I've tried to put it in my son and my two daughters, in plain English. In plain English, Brother Kirk, we've had some plain talks. Don't ever touch it. Don't ever drink it. Don't ever open it. Don't ever look at it. Don't ever be alone with it. Don't yeah. ever come and tell Daddy. Come yeah. and I ain't going to be mad at you. We're going to be mad at the devil together. Yeah. Oh, you young, it's a void. Stay away from yeah. all temptation. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. 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 Hey. Yes. Oh, Lord. Dad was a wretch and a reprobate. And uh, knocked a man unconscious and they enlisted in the army, fighting out front just because full of devils. Both sides of his jaw, both his jaws busted outside a bar in Germany just full of devils trying to get killed. Trying to kill. Some of y'all's range didn't have. When he was 16, nearly killed his dad, they fist fought. They fist fought all the way out into the highway. Cause his daddy was beating his mommy. The dad was a big 16 year old, had a big barrel chest and big arms. And he fought his daddy out into the middle of the back road like this and, and, and whipped his daddy and knocked him unconscious. One of the last memories he had of his childhood was leaving his dead, unconscious in the middle of the road, blaspheming and hoping the car would run over him. And I would have been the little boy behind the door. But daddy got out of the army and in 1966 (laughs) he was doing 85 on 41 just up from Camp Canaan and uh, in a 62 Chevrolet and the Holy Ghost and mama's prayers and grandma's prayers caught up with daddy and God pulled him over on the side. He didn't know God would save him and daddy's mind people who had fathers and had shoes. They were good people and God liked them and they were going to heaven. And If you grew up without a daddy or without shoes and God didn't like you you were going to hell. That was dad's theology. That's what Satan had told him. That's what he believed. And uh, promised dad sitting in front of that car and dad ain't never told this in church and I've only heard him tell it twice Holy Ghost sat down there with him it's so sensational he don't want to confuse people that they got to have some big emotional right. experience. Amen. And, and I said dad tell it please tell it he said I'll just tell him that God saved me that'll be enough yeah. <laughs> Amen. it's worth this one. yeah it's worth this I said, well, I'm going to tell it, bless my riches. <laughs> and he was sitting there trembling. And the only religious thing you knew to do is promise God. If you'll let me live. He thought God came to kill him. If you'll let me live this Sunday, I'll go to church with Mama. And my grandmother said he couldn't open a letter between Thursday and Sunday. Couldn't drink a coffee. Old time Holy Ghost conviction. And Sunday morning, they sat on the back row, the very back pew, inside corner. And Roy Gentry, the old man of God, said, "Soldier boys, back from Germany. Come on, children, sing to him. Sing to the soldier boy." And you know what they say: Jesus loves. Yeah. This I know for the Bible tells me so. Daddy said that went through him like a hot arrow. He did not know. That God loved the drunkard son. Brother Gentry gave the altar call. It was market strategy seeker driven wrapped in packages for a modern generation this altar call. He said, Junior! Get out here! Son, before God kills you! And that's what he'd been worried about. Get out of here and let God save you! There's 300 people there. How's that for an altar call? That was my dad's pastor. That's why I act like I act. That's why I act like I act. I ain't got time to play church not with no. nobody. Hey, man. Hell's cooking right down there. Heaven's yeah. glowing right yeah. up yonder. Calvary's blood is still precious and the yeah. Son of God came yeah. to seek and to save that which was lost. I ain't got time to play no games. Hey, Amen. Yeah. Hey. Junior, get out of here. Daddy couldn't. He tried. He took one step. I <laughs> said, I'm coming. Didn't know I could. Took one step out, it was too much. He collapsed. Had four days of conviction. Couldn't even he collapsed. And a young man and an old beacon. They come back, one of them got under one under each armpit. This day they age, it. took him outside and called an ambulance. That day and age, people knew God. Yeah. They yeah. drug him. They hit his toes. <laughs> they drug him down the aisle, Ooh. laid him on the altar, and the church prayed, and God saved the ever-loving pudding out of him. <laughs> that was the year he got God gave him his bride. Now here she comes. On the religious side. Pastor's daughter. Not that one, but down the road, country. Pastor's daughter. Pianist. Tithed. Never sold any wild oats. And was not trying to be a hypocrite. Good as gold. But we're not redeemed with gold. and here comes the religious side looking back she realized they baptized us at 12 but they baptized all the 12 year olds and uh, daddy and her got in six weeks of revival four weeks at the home church and then their pastor brother Gentry preached a two-week revival somewhere. They went every night. And on the last night, Dad had a migraine headache, had been painting in that steel factory in Chattanooga. Combustion engineers, been up on the ceiling painting all day, spray painting, had a migraine. Didn't even have to go to church. Wasn't even their own revival. But he didn't know Mom about week number three. The Holy Ghost started saying, You're lost. You're lost. You ain't never been saved. You never even thought about it. You've been so good. But being a good girl is different than being a God girl. Hey, Yes. Woo. Yes. Hey. Being a good child is different than being a God child. And for three weeks it's been intensifying heavier and heavier and heavier. She was half scared and half ashamed. She wasn't a rebel. She was just half scared and half ashamed. But on that last Thursday night, she couldn't sleep all week. And she said, Lord, if you let me, if we go one more night, I'll get saved. Then he come in with that migraine and sat down in the recliner. And said, we're not going tonight. And the Holy Ghost told us, my dad told us, yeah, you are. <laughs> it just may have been why blessings are so rich. Dad's always just obeyed the Lord. He got right back up and said, yep, we're actually going. <laughs> and my mama went down the aisle that night in front of God. <laughs> The elders, the presbytery, the elect angels, whoever they are, <laughs> they're in Timothy. That's all I know. Amen. And she got saved. Thank the Lord. Amen. Nicodemus in John three, but that's the religious side. In John four, the woman at the well mm-hmm. slept with half the men in town. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm glad it goes to both sides of the track. <laughs> Your religion ain't gonna help you, and all that sinning ain't gonna it ain't gonna it ain't gonna work. You can act like God's not real and do whatever you want, but you're gonna wake up at a judgment. And you're gonna wake up in a hell. Oh my! Let's bow our heads. I want our pianists to come, brother David. You send someone or bring someone to come softly play it who here needs to be saved that's what the Lord wanted tonight. who here needs to be saved oh for in Christ Jesus neither circumcision nor uncircumcision you can live like a wretched Gentile or you can live like a religious Jew you'll wake up you'll wake up for all eternity. Being a devil's hell, a hell that wasn't even created for you. Who needs to be saved? I want us to do this. Some of you dear Christians, why don't you come down and Pray for lost people that's on your heart and pray for lost people that's in this meeting. If some of you would just come on down and help us pray. Come on down and let's pray for search. Anybody sitting here lost without Christ? I am not going to come to you. I am not going to point you out. I am not going to embarrass you this is between you and God I'm going to leave it that way I'm going to stay up here but I want to ask you are you concerned for your eternal soul? is there one here tonight you're concerned for your eternal soul? if you're lost without Christ and you're troubled about it would you slip your hand up I'm going to leave you alone, but I pray the Lord don't leave you alone. Would you slip your hand up? I'm lost. I've never been washed in the blood. I've never been born again. I'm afraid if I died tonight, I'd wake up in hell. If you're lost without Christ, I want you to come. Let's everyone stand. So everyone stand